Hello, everybody, and welcome to On the Flank, episode number 44. I am one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And uh, Joe, we had we had a pretty pretty good weekend. It was it was filled with exciting matches, especially that first day uh, last Thursday. That was June twenty seventh. Uh, because we got a heck of a match between the Hanjo Spark and the Los Angeles Valiant, and the San Francisco Shock once again got upset later that day. But let's start Hanjo Spark Los Angeles Valiant uh, because. Oh, wait, never mind. I thought that was my match to rewatch, but it is a match to rewatch because it's a great one, Joe. Oh, yeah. It's, um, uh, it's sort of interesting. These, they've had the match of the week uh, every week in stage three. And it seems like rather than the first one on Sunday, it's always been something on Thursday has always been yeah. just a super good match. Oh, yeah. And the, and the match of the week has been a 4-0 every time. No it's true. joke. Uh, so that's that's a curse to talk about later. Um, although I do think uh, I, I do think all of the matchups have been sort of reasonably four O's in my in my opinion. The teams usually a team playing it is either like the NYXL or the Titans or someone who can easily four O anyone in the league. So uh, it makes sense to me usually. Uh, but yeah, let's talk Hangzhou Spark Los Angeles Valiant. Uh, because these two teams are super hot right now, so we all knew that this game was going to be a really good one. Apparently, Joe, the Hangzhou Spark a little bit hotter than the Valiant. Uh, why do you think that is? Yeah, it's it's super interesting. I mean, there was a uh, article they put out the the weekly grab bag, so it came out a couple days ago, I think, um, talking about uh, particularly this stage, and even as we're getting. Uh, like into the second half of the stage like the meta is still changing uh, and, and seeing lots of somber on you know like last week we talked a lot about um, the Valiants uh, uh, playing Kareev and Shax um, a lot of the time on those uh, I guess the other way around Shax and Kareev on those two heroes um, uh, but, but yeah the uh, this match again you're going all the way to five maps and being able to uh, th- that uh, the Spark were actually able to to come out on top of that um, yeah, with a, a 2-0 on Oasis um, back and forth all the way through the series I, I mean it was some really good play uh, but yeah it's, I, I think um, like if I had to categorize Hangzhou like as a team they sort of they've sort of stuck under my radar I think uh, for most of this season it's fair to say I mean they, they're, they're still good uh, you know it's just the, the kind of good team that uh, like you don't notice sometimes, but this is definitely, um, you know, over a over a valiant squad that has been, you know, um, I mean they're making their their first stage playoffs of the season um, after what zero and seven stage one. I mean that's it's a super remarkable uh, valiant team. But yeah, to to get this win, that's super good for uh, super good for Hangzhou, and I think they're probably also making playoffs. Yeah, they're sitting at three right now in the uh stage record so yeah um both these teams fantastic uh fantastic recent uh performances from both these teams and this was a close one too uh you can't can't deny that one but the Hangzhou spark are just just on a tear um and they are you they are sort of flying over or flying under a bunch of people's radars and i think it's just because they 
I mean, they're they're getting wins against all these all these teams like the Valiants, like like Soul Dynasty, um, but they still haven't been able to beat the Shock. They still haven't been able to beat uh, the Titans, um, and we haven't seen them play NYXL yet. I don't think I'm going through their schedule right now. No, I think they play them in Stage Four probably. Um, yeah, Stage Four, Week Three. So they're they're I mean they're, they're fourth right now in the overall standings at fourteen and seven. So they're in a really good position to make top six right now, especially with how good they're looking. Uh, but I, I do want in this stage playoffs, I do want to see them play and be able to beat the Titans and Shock. They they did just play Titans this this stage. I would like to see in the stage playoffs again because they're improving every match and their synergy is. Uh, it's really coming together here towards the end of the season, despite a rough start, and they're finally cashing in on those scrim bucks from the preseason <laughs> that everyone said this team was the best team. Uh, they just gotta, they just gotta beat the top, the te- the teams ahead of them. Um, yeah. And it's looking like so stage good. four is gonna be um, similarly good for them too. I mean, like you said, they're playing in New York, um, the Gladiators in Shanghai, other top teams in there, but also teams like Atlanta and Guangzhou. Yeah, every they're playing Shanghai at the Kit Kat Rivalry weekend and, uh, right next door to me, and I'm always, I'm just so salty lately that I, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to to attend this amazing thing. Uh, but there there is another amazing esports event that I must attend. So even the yeah. name is cool. The yeah, Kit Kat Rivalry <laughs> weekend. Yeah, I like it. It's weird how every picture is of the Santa Monica Pier because Santa Monica is nowhere close to where this this event is. So I'm always weirded out. But they're like, yeah, it's like L.A., the Santa Monica Pier. And it's like, no, it's downtown L.A. right next to the St- Staples Center. Very, It's like an hour drive on a weekday. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm very upset that I'm not going to be there. Um, maybe maybe they'll just push the LCS finals a week back. They'll delay it because they they can't compete with this Kit Kat rivalry weekend and all the amazing matchups. There you go. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, both both these teams, Spark and Valiant, they went on later in the week to four zero. Valiant's was probably a little more impressive than Spark. Spark foroed the mayhem, while Valiant foroed the London Spitfire. Um, and another fantastic performance by by them, especially towards the end. I mean, it was a super close match at the beginning. I'm just transitioning into this match now because I liked this match as well. Uh, <laughs> because Nepal was super close, went to three three maps, and then uh, four to three on Volskaya. But then Los Angeles Valley defense just locked down, and London wasn't able to get a single point on Watchpoint or Hollywood. Uh, so Valiant... Uh, pressing again, but uh, Joe, I have, I have a question about the London Spitfire because they had, they got, they didn't take a single uh, map this entire weekend, or and that was against the Shock and the Valiant. Uh, so I'm just wondering, Joe, because this is this is obviously the defending champion here. Um, they're currently ninth in the standings at twelve and nine. There have been points where they've looked like they should be a top team and there have been other stages where they just can't they just can't win especially against these top teams what what do they need to push them over the edge right now joe 
Yeah, London, London's sort of interesting. I think um, they're one of those teams that can really thrive um, when they're allowed to, to innovate. I mean, we saw, I guess it must have been like stage two, maybe early stage two, um, or maybe stage one, that they, they brought in uh, like guard on the Sombra and they were doing lots of uh, really good work with Sombra Goats. Um, it, it you know had a pretty decent winning streak um, going through those several weeks, um, but then now you know as uh, it's becoming more and more um, you know commonplace, it's almost like they're getting beaten um, to a certain extent at their own game. Um, you, you know, in some of these summer matchups, um, like for example against the Valiant, but uh, the yeah. So I wonder if, um, for example, we'll we'll talk about this later. But uh, when we get into you know two 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 potentially for stage four, um, th- that if London can be one of the teams, oh, even talking about the the meta change at the end of season one, you know, going into playoffs, um, and, and London being one of the teams that is um, able to sort of direct the flow of the meta and know what they want to do and know what they're good at and execute that well uh, before uh, some other teams can do the same thing. I think that's where, where some of their strengths are. But now that, um, you know, teams like, um, you know, the Valiant or New York uh, are sort of catching up to uh, these same types of, ro- uh, these same type of like composition looks, I wonder if that's, uh, you know, they're, they're starting to, uh, fall behind a little bit yeah i i mean they i think they're super excited for the c202 lock joe i mean once again a huge meta shift in stage four uh this is this is the same exact thing that happened last year uh so and, and stage four uh their hardest match is against the titans uh and then they the outlaws and then the fuel i mean they they face the defiant the charge the mayhem and and the atlanta rain so they have a much easier stage four compared to stage three where they faced nyxl twice san francisco shock and la valiant uh and they're they're now eliminated from from stage playoffs. they went three and four obviously so not the best stage for them uh but next stage two 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 lock and a fairly easy schedule uh if you're a london fan you should be very excited because uh, they they could absolutely peak here at the end and go on a nice little run, um, and then then go into the playoffs and maybe do the same exact thing they did last year, despite only finishing fifth, ending up being the best team at the end of it all. So that would be hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder. All all the fans asked for it, Joe. They wanted it, and uh, they they might get it. Um, yeah. They they asked for this two 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 lock. To be to be fair, all the fans are very upset that this is happening uh, after most of the season has already gone through. Um, but we'll talk about that more later. Let's talk San Francisco Shock Chengdu Hunters, which is my game to rewatch uh, because this is a this was a fantastic five map match where the Chengdu Hunters ended up getting the the victory in a very close Oasis tiebreaker map there at the end. Uh, really enjoyed watching that one. Um, I watched on Reddit. There was a clip of Custa watching, going back and watching uh, a huge point on Eichenwald, which helped Chengdu win that match. Where Yavotol had a huge boop on the San Francisco Shock supports up on the top on the second point there. Um, 
to to get them into uh, EMP range and win that fight, which is crazy. I highly recommend you go back and watch that. This is this is what the replay viewer is great for, Joe. Seeing seeing plays like that. Uh, but yeah, Chengdu ended up ended up uh, coming up top here despite a lackluster. I was very scared in map four when uh, Chengdu was unable to do anything on offense uh, on Dorado. But but they ended up winning on Oasis, Joe. Uh, Samsung's of shock. I I was about to say they struggled this stage, but but they did go five and two. <laughs> oh, so it's hard to say that. But comparatively, they struggled this stage, Joe. Um, just unable to sort of catch up with this new Sombra uh, meta uh, against some other teams. Is this here? my question? Is um, they're defending stage stage two champs? looking looking at how they performed this stage are do you even consider them favorites uh for stage three for the stage three championship here joe that's a good question i mean we're looking at uh you know some of the teams that'll be in it i mean uh vancouver hangzhou uh seoul valiant even the outlaws um have now made or i've now clinched after week four the the uh stage playoffs but it's actually the last stage playoff of the season but uh i think they definitely can be uh, uh, they, they can be you know, the reasonably a favorite um, uh, for for the stage playoffs you know that's not um, you know shocking necessarily to, to to call that prediction I mean close loss to Chengdu uh, close loss to Houston uh, which you know I guess I suppose it, you know I suppose the Houston one is, is more surprising but uh, but, but yeah, it's um, the, the, the this team. You know, they've they've had off weeks. That's that's the thing. Um, that it's not um, certainly near as frequent as as other teams. You know, they've been um, you know pretty consistent where they where they can be. But, um, but yeah, they, I think they've definitely got a good chance um, a good chance in these playoffs. I mean, they're starting sort of near the middle of the bracket. It looks like. Um, uh, near, near the top of the five and two teams maybe but um they, yeah i think they're definitely not um uh, put it this way they're, they're definitely not very much weaker i think than um any of the other teams that are in these playoffs that if anything it's just um their competition i think the stage is a bit stronger yeah uh honestly i'm, I'm happy to see san francisco shock falling to these teams i, I don't want to see another titans shock rematch um, I know everybody's everyone's yearning for it. Joe, they want it again, right? But uh, no, let's 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 switch it up. Let's switch it up here. Let's get two different teams in here, and I think it's I think it could happen. NYXL is looking really good this stage. Uh, Hangzhou Spark, of course, like we mentioned earlier, we got Valiant on the rise. I mean, I think any of these teams could pull off a crazy upset and find themselves in that stage three championship. And, and like you said, this is the last last stage playoffs of the season so uh this will this will be exciting to watch um but yeah san francisco shock a little little bit on the struggle struggle bus comparatively i mean they had a perfect stage last stage so uh you can't you can't live up to that twice i guess um but yeah they're they're fine they're the san francisco shock they have an they have insane talent with the best coach in the league so in the end they'll probably be fine absolutely 
Uh, but yeah, let's move. I mean, Friday was a bunch of four Overwatch um, and three O Overwatch, uh, with Outlaws beating Justice, Gladiators beating Defiant. Defiance, Defiance struggled, Joe. Uh, if we we could briefly talk about Defiant because I think it's notable how many roster moves they've laid made lately, um, with now Mangachu joining, um, and Logics joining, which are two fan favorites that I, I believe everybody is happy to see in the Overwatch League, um, and that that started Mangachu and Logics both. I think Logics played against Houston, but Mangachu was here for both of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this was their first week here, but they've also they also added gods and they they've moved a bunch of their other play, players around. So they've been making a lot of roster changes lately, and so far it hasn't been so good for them, Joe. Uh, they they haven't had too great of a stage here. Going zero and five, they have yet to win uh, this stage. They they will be in Atlanta this week, so they could possibly redeem themselves here. But is it just? Do you think do you think you could chalk this one up to just new players and need need some some synergy before they play or or were the moves legitimately bad? What what do you think, Joe? It's interesting. Um, like last week, I was talking about uh, that I really like the Los Angeles Valiant of um, Shaxx and Fact Fiction um, and, and Kareev. I forget what combination of players I mentioned, but um, that this stage, you know, with this particular roster, they're looking really solid. And, um, you know, granted, it's been relatively recently that uh, Toronto's made these moves. In fact, we've got them uh, listed here on this week's news. But but I am liking a little bit more the the Toronto of Logics and Mangachu uh, and Gods uh, saw lots of playtime this week as well. that um again this this show hasn't been terribly high on toronto um through our history um and they're uh, you know still um you know we can we can see in their their uh, uh stage record that they're still not quite uh, really a super competitive team at this point but um uh, you know i think it is notable um uh, the, the these kinds of roster rooms are making i mean they're one of um, very few teams moving away from a Korean roster. I mean, uh, it started as uh, started the season as an all, all Korean roster, and now their their starting six is uh, uh, yeah yeah their starting six has only got uh, two Koreans, I think, um, basically. But um, but but yeah, and uh, lots of these losses for Toronto have been. Um, relatively close or against teams that are really hot. I mean, um, you know, a possible exception being like Guangzhou in week three, uh, Paris in week one. Uh, but, but, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, like I said, we're usually really down on Toronto. I think there's relatively less um, of a chance to do that or relatively less reason to do that uh, now with some of these signings. And I think, uh, Toronto Atlanta next week is going to be really really exciting match I think because Atlanta is also uh, well I say this you know because Atlanta is also doing terrible um, <laughs> this stage but uh, yeah I don't know I, I think uh, they, they definitely need the time to to get used to some of these new players that they've got so that's going to take some time but uh, yeah yeah 
And that matchup's going to be exciting, too, just because they both... I mean, they both have had some pretty good peaks. Toronto Defiant went 5-2 and two in Stage 1, and Atlanta Reign has had some insane upsets. Um, and both of them have, have found their way to like the top 8 in the overall standings at some point. So, uh, unfortunately, that's nowhere close to where they are now. But yeah. they started off the season pretty nice, both teams. So, they... and. Uh, I think they would both. They both been through their roster changes. They both would really like that win, especially Atlanta and in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Toronto. I mean, just going over a complete makeover in the middle of the season is never. It's never gonna be easy. Uh, sometimes, especially when you were doing so well before, and now, and you just uh, Toronto just started like to fall off, and then they were like. It seemed like sort of a panic move, in my opinion. Like they, they were like, "Oh, we got to switch everything around because things aren't working." Uh, but they did have some retirements. They had Asher and Stellar retire in the middle of the season, which is never fun uh, to try to deal with that. And they had to pick up I'm Thirty Seven because of it. And uh, in my opinion, he's not. I mean, Logic and Mangachu are both w- way better than I'm Thirty Seven, in my opinion. Uh, so, just overall, they've. They've they've really had to uh, make some moves here, and it it hasn't been uh, too easy. And then they they ended up, of course, trading Envy to the Shanghai Dragons as well. Um, so they've they've been all over the place. And it, it is sort of a point you made. I don't know if you like were intending to make this, but sort of the implication from what you're saying, uh, I, I totally agree. You know, Toronto has to be careful not to be uh, the, the next Florida, <laughs> you know, to just to <laughs> th- throughout, throughout your entire roster and get a bunch of new people when it's not working and, and hope you're going to start winning matches. I mean, hopefully it's done with a little bit uh, more thought than that. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Florida, though, Joe, they got a big upset against Houston, so you, you can't be smack-talking them, all right? Um, <laughs> they did get 4 0 by Young Joe Spark this week, though. Uh, we'll see if they can comp- compete in Atlanta against NYXL, though, with their new roster. I'm interested to see. I, I almost, somewhere deep in my soul, just hopes that the Florida Mayhem have made a good choice this time around and their roster does some crazy stuff because I feel so sad for that team because they have no successes whatsoever. Uh, th- like, th- they definitely have the worst combined record in, in franchise history uh, for oh, the yeah. Overwatch League. Uh, pretty upset. Pretty upsetting. 2-17 and 17 this year. Good job, guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's move on to Saturday because we had two other fantastic games, and there's one that I think you would like people to rewatch, Joe, that was the first game of the day. Dallas, true. New York. Yeah, yeah, Dallas, New York. Um, and that match, notably, uh, the part of the reason I put this on the list is we see we saw the 2019 debut of uh, Timo himself, uh, mm-hmm. the the hit scan god, the whatever brick jail, something <laughs> something whatever. Uh, but but yes, uh, Timo did come in and play uh, the first two maps and. Dallas looked really good on the first two maps of this series, um, and then he came out for whatever reason. And oh, wait, no, I guess I thought I thought maybe I'm looking. Maybe I was thinking about something different. He, he came out for map four, uh, 
Um, and but yeah, so played the first three maps then of that series, um, and then New York came back to reverse sweep them. So exciting because it's a reverse sweep. Um, exciting because it's New York, Dallas, and in general they tend to play good Overwatch. Uh, yeah. You know, exciting because we uh, saw three maps of Taimu. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool series. Cool series for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, they yeah, wanted and, to... and so then also uh, then my week MVP. Uh, even though they did lose, um, is he's going to be Taimu here for Dallas because it's good to see him back. Yeah, great to see him back, and he did fantastic. I mean, I, I was surprised. I was surprised they took him out map four for sure. I think a lot of people agree they should have kept him in because um, they wanted to bring AKM in for for Gibraltar, which makes sense. But I, I think a lot of people on Reddit really really would like him him in over zachary um who has been who has just been targeted as as the worst player in the league as of late by dallas fuel fans on reddit um which is which is kind of funny to me um funny because i just i don't know i for some reason i like seeing dallas fans implode in general um (laughs) because it's kind of hilarious because unlike any other fan i feel like they just they do this. They go out and attack people um, on their team, sort of, uh, which which is funny to me, even though it's kind of mean. Like, imagine being Zach and going through all this stuff, and everyone thinks you're the worst player on this team by far. Uh, that'd be pretty sad. Um, do I think he's the worst player on this team? I don't think he's too good, um, but... Yeah, I, I, I think Taimu proved that he, he probably... I, I, Taimu's probably super excited for that 2-2-2 lock, I'll tell you what, because I think he should be back in the starting lineup for sure. He's doing super well. Uh, but yeah, Dallas Fuel overall, I, I never know what to say about the Dallas Fuel. Um, they've got tons of fans. They've got two, head co- two coaches that are in the spotlight a lot because people know who they are. Um, but overall, I think they're an average team. So could, th- they could. I think they just need to find sort of the r- exactly right roster, and t- t- and and they could they could be pushed over that. I mean, they almost beat NYXL here. You know, it's true. I'm trying to think, did Arrow get uh, U.S. head coach again? I think he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Um, That's another thing. Yeah, everyone was upset about that one. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe he can. I, it's it's all about picking the right players. We'll see. We'll see what he could do. Obviously, I came on the show. I said I said Deepa is obviously the best American coach uh, in the Overwatch League and Overwatch in general. But uh, apparently, the top I can't is it only the top one hundred and fifty that voted. I can't remember. Uh, the, apparently, like the top that, players yeah. disagreed with me. They said. No, Arrow's better. I mean, have you seen his results? We lose every year in the round of sixteen. He is a god. Um, yeah, let's let's move on uh, to Fusion Uprising because this was a game that we picked, Joe, and we picked opposite teams. I picked the Uprising, and you picked the winning Philadelphia Fusion. How are you so smart? How are you a god, Joe? How did you know this was gonna happen? You cheated. You back to the future did something yeah i mean i you know we took it to five maps uh it was mm-hmm. another uh another super cool series um 
And pull up the match page here with uh, same thing, Philly taking um, Ilios at the end of the series. But um, yeah, I mean, this is again having the chance to play uh, a little bit more um, of what both teams are comfortable with. I think is good. You know, that makes for makes for more exciting series. Um, I think you know Philly taking the edge on these control maps. I mean, that was um, you, you know that was basically uh, most of the the uh, difference here. I mean, lots of back and forth through the whole thing. Uh, some pretty solid defenses. I mean, only one point um, scored on Numbani at all. Uh, yeah, it was just uh, interesting. But yeah, Philly coming out with the edge here. Um, I think they've uh, obviously they're going to Atlanta here, and so they'll have some some difficult matches um, going into next week. They've actually got. Um, uh, their own destiny in their hands um, at this point as far as stage playoffs go. Um, I, was, I was reading a, a thing. Somebody on Reddit did the math. If they uh, if they 4-0 uh, Washington and Shanghai, uh, uh, then they're guaranteed a spot. And it, then it depends if Shanghai loses, then uh, it gets a little easier for them. But uh, they've they definitely got an uphill road for basically the last spot of... Uh, of the stage playoffs, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, falls out next week for them. Yeah, lots of lots of five tours in the in the stage playoffs here. Uh, hoping hoping the gladiators can make it. It's a it's a long shot, but uh, possible still. They're not eliminated yet. Uh, but yeah, Philadelphia Fusion. I mean, it don't look now, Joe. But Philadelphia Fusion, like I've like I've been saying throughout this show, as long as they're staying. So as long as they're staying in a in a spot to make that wild card playoffs, they should be fine. Especially with this two 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 lock coming now. Uh, don't look now, but they're still in seventh. They, I mean, they despite having a pretty mediocre season in comparison to last year, and and people not being hot on them in the power rankings at all, they're still eleven and eight, and they're still in seventh place overall. Uh, so they are sitting pretty, in my opinion. Uh, next stage, their schedule gets a little bit harder. They face Seoul. They face Vancouver. Uh, they got like Outlaws. They got Chengdu. Uh, so they they've got a, a, a tough stage four. But with two 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 lock, that is exactly what uh, the Philadelphia Fusion want. It's just like the London Spitfire. We all know that. So they're excited, uh, and they're they're in a position, Joe, where they where they can easily sneak into the playoffs. Uh, especially with the meta change in their favor, in my opinion. So that's pretty good for them. On the other side, Boston. Did you see these articles and rumors about about uh, how the environment is bad there, Joe? Um, um, they, I, I mean, I feel bad. like I feel like without even seeing them, I probably have <laughs> seen them. But um, but no, I haven't seen these specific ones you're talking about. Aim God and Kellex. So apparently, it was revealed why Aim God and Kellex were both being benched, and their support line was changing all stage to to different iterations. Uh, apparently, Aim God and Kellex said that they did not want to play together in the starting lineup anymore. Uh, so apparently, they are uh, having a little bit of a feud. Um, people have speculated. They said they like looked at Boston Uprising's um, recent recent five map victory last week i can't remember who's who was it against paris maybe i can't remember um 
but apparently Kellogg's name got hugged, so everyone was like, oh, maybe it's, maybe they fixed it. Maybe they're friends again. Um, but yeah, they're they're in the starting lineup again, so that apparently there was some, something bad happened over there. Boston's overall standings are sitting like 15th, 8-13. They've definitely been on the, on the downward trend, downward spiral as of late, so... Uh, they could still possibly make it into that wild card playoffs. They're gonna have to have a good stage four to do it. Um, but overall, Boston not looking too good. Uh, uh, what else should we talk about, Joe? What else from this past I mean, week? <laughs> we, we had the we had the match of the week, which was the Titans stopping the Gladiators, and I like I don't just. I, I, don't take that lightly just because it was 4-0 i'm not just saying it was it was a stopping just because it was 4-0 they stopped them on every single map and they finally adapted to the sombra meta joe they yeah. put stitch in there and they, they gave him sombra and they looked fantastic um and i think the most impressive part of this match was horizon uh where where they just brought out a complete <laughs> a complete quick play composition on horizon looter colony <laughs> offense um and just rolled through the los angeles gladiators and they mentioned it on the cast too like usually people will run a cheesy comp like that on the first point and then switch off they didn't even do that and they just rolled them joe yeah it was um, like five dps or something crazy like that including reaper which was interesting yeah um yeah, they had they had I think Soman Su was on the Reaper. Yeah, uh, and the Reaper was probably the best part of that converse, composition, especially against the, uh, against the Bash and all these all 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 the 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 classic bunker comp gladiators runs. But they were finally able to figure that out, um, and I think everyone <laughs> everyone everyone's talking about Vancouver, San Francisco, unable to figure out the meta, all this stuff, and Vancouver just immediately shut them up, Joe. <laughs> just immediately said oh we can we can easily change the meta going forward um because 222 is coming up uh, everyone knows vancouver as the goats cop are you, i mean this week sort of proves something I, that they can easily change within the meta are, are you do you think they fall at all from grace if 222 comes joe uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be uh, certainly a very hard transition for them. I think that's fair to say. I mean, um, you know, even looking at at this same roster um, as a runaway, you know, in the the most recent contender season they competed in, you know, this, there was uh, not uh, not incredibly like uh, the Overwatch League season now that they've played, and, uh, and and yeah, having you know similar results, you know, until. Uh, until their loss to the Valiant, um, you know, not having suffered like a regular season loss in like a year and a half or something, you know, including, uh, including as a runaway, that it's, uh, yeah, being able to play uh, some of these DPS heroes. I mean, you know, Soman Su, uh, I believe, plays hit scan, you know, primarily, but, uh, and, and it's stuff like that, you know, but Bumpers Winston uh, is, you know, just as good as his Ryan. Um, the you know stuff like that. That's the kind of uh, freedom that they still have. You know that um, you, you know it might be a little rusty or something, but you know you take the stage break and yeah, uh, and you prepare for that. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be super hard for 
uh, Vancouver to pop up back. Uh, well, you know, I, I don't even know if they're going to pop down. <laughs> yeah. Um, they popped down for like once, just that match against the Valiant, where they were where where they were not running Sombra. It, the only reason they lost was because they weren't running Sombra and they didn't know how to run Sombra yet. Yeah. And uh, they quickly learned that. Clearly, quick, very quickly learned how to do that. Um, just destroying the Gladiators uh, at Sombra Goats. And right after this week, I, I mean, after this match as a Gladiators fan, I was just like, oh my god, this the titans i i think the titans easily win stage three playoffs because they look really good on somber goats too um they're just the most talented team that they're so good um i could i I could easily see them winning the whole thing even if there is a 2-2-2 lock i mean we saw them on dps they're fantastic (laughs) it's true um but yeah anything any other games you want to talk about joe before we quickly go over the the standings uh yeah i don't think games specifically uh i also should mention my mvp um who i kind i kind of regret not giving this guy mvp last week so that's one of the reasons why uh (laughs) but shacks is i mean just fantastic coming coming up for the la valiant on that sombra and doing fantastic at it uh, and I definitely think he's been underlooked, especially with how good Kareem and Fact Fiction are doing as well around him. Uh, I, I, so I just want to give a shout out to Shax. He had another fantastic week this week as well as last week, uh, even though they weren't able to to win both matches this time around. He still looked really good uh, while playing. He even got to I can't remember who he what what hero he was playing but he was playing a dps hero and he looked super well or he was playing widow and he looked super great on the widow as well uh, against hong joe at least and i mean this guy i think he's got a bright future in 222 here he he looked really good this week so that's my mvp uh, but yeah let's go over the standings show let's do, let's do stage stage three standings i mean you have a bunch of people who have clinched um but but number one spot right now is new york excelsior at five and oh they have a chance to do to to get a quick seven and oh and with their matchups it's looking likely uh that they that that they grab this undefeated stage here uh they haven't clinched yet joe (laughs) they have yet to clinch so i think just because they haven't played enough match or played enough matches well yeah Yeah. because i mean yeah because the the teams that haven't um that don't have their fate determined already there's uh, number one, they're all well, except for the Gladiators. They're all playing um, in Atlanta. We've got New York, uh, Shanghai, Philly Gladiators, and Guangzhou Charge. Because uh, yeah, the Gladiators just depends on lots of these other teams. Like Guangzhou has to um, get two upset wins in Atlanta um, in order for. Well, I guess the the upset over Shanghai would be the important one um, in order for the Gladiators to still have a chance. Uh, New York would have to lose twice to to throw stuff into confusion because we've got already uh, four, five, and two teams. There could be five or six by the time we're done with this. Um, yeah, with this week. Um, yeah, if NYXL not making it like requires Shanghai to go one and one, Fusion to go two and zero, oh, and have a really good map differential while doing so. Yeah, and NYXL is going to have to get like four would both times. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, NYXL's in the stage playoffs. And they're facing super easy teams. It's true. Yeah, they're playing, like, Florida and so, DC or, or Florida and Toronto. 
Yeah. So and like sells in the in the stage playoffs. Uh, <laughs> Titans six and one, and Sparks six and one, uh, and they both have a plus fourteen map differential. Um, but I believe that the, the Titans beat the Spark. Yeah, the Titans beat the Spark this stage, so that's why they have clinched the Pacific Division and that number two seed, uh, despite them being tied on all the stat lines. Uh, and then you got Dragons at four and one. Like we mentioned, they're playing this weekend, so so they've got some matches to play still. Shock, Dynasty, Valiant, all at f- and Outlaws all at five and two to 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 round it up in that order. Uh, and that's all based off map differential uh, with Shock at plus 15, which is actually the best map differential out of anyone in this stage, despite them being in fifth. Uh, and then on the edge, you got Fusion at three and two, and Gladiators at four and three. Gladiators do not play this weekend, so they're just going to sit and watch and maybe possibly make it, but probably not. Yeah, super uh, not likely. They, yeah, I think they need Shanghai to lose both of their games for that to happen. Um. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, everyone will be five and two in the playoffs. So they definitely need Shanghai to to be four and three at the end for that to happen. Uh, so probably not going to happen. Um, but yeah, you also have Guangzhou Charge, like you mentioned, in fourteenth. Um, at two and three, that's they still have a chance just because of how little they've played. Uh, but you have uh, you have Eternal Hunter Spitfire all at three and four, uh, there in eleventh through thirteenth, and then just just teams that had awful stages. Three teams with only one win uh, so far. Mayhem they have two games left. You have Boston and Fuel, especially Fuel. Seeing them near the bottom is not good. Zero and five for Marine and Defiant and Justice so far. They still have two two games to play. We'll see if. Uh, any of them could avoid the the 07 of course someone is going to avoid the 07 between the rain and defiant because they play each other so it's true that would make it a more exciting match is that the their first match no yeah, uh, yeah it's saturday match. so that stinks <laughs> that that would have made it exciting yeah. um but yeah i mean overall in the, in the overall standings too you got Vancouver and NYXL still still leading their divisions. Uh, San Francisco, Hangzhou, Gladiators, and Dragons all in all in spots to to make the playoffs. And then in the wild card spots, you got Fusion, then Seoul, then Spitfire, then Dallas, then the Chengdu Hunters, then the Los Angeles Valiant. You got Houston Outlaws, Paris Eternal, Boston Uprising, all with the same record as the Valiant, though. So they're all there on the edge, teetering. Um, almost almost in that wild card spot uh so we'll i mean we'll be looking more at the overall standings when it comes to next stage uh it'll be i'm so excited for that wild card playoff though um it it really it it's it's really gonna be a good one yeah. let's move on to news joe it's what uh he comment one more thing about uh it's interesting this atlanta week we got next week we have the bottom five teams um, in the season standings currently, um, nice. and also two, six, and seven. <laughs> nice out of out of twenty teams are the ones going to Atlanta. So it's going to be a good weekend, is what you're telling me. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's we got we got a bunch of bottom teams. I mean, it makes the the, the next the next rivalry weekend makes up for it. 
to be it's certain, true. Joe. It's true. Um, so, I mean, it's still exciting. At least it's still exciting to, like, be in a new place and see a crowd and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, besides that, not, nothing too exciting this weekend. But, yeah, news. There was a PTR patch, and there's almost nothing on it. But what is there on it, Joe? Patch, man. Yeah, uh, almost nothing because no balance changes at all. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we do have subtitles, uh, which is a thing now, which is cool uh, for players that are deaf or hard of hearing or who enjoy reading closed captions, according to the, <laughs> the uh, comments here. You can get subtitling for critical gameplay, critical gameplay and conversations, and everything. Mm. I don't know mm. what the difference is between the last two, but... Uh, but yeah, so there's subtitles for for voice lines and for ultimate lines and for uh, you know like uh, ability cues, uh, that sort of thing. I assume for things like the uh, the payload dude, you know, on Hollywood, uh, for example, if you that probably counts under everything, is <laughs> you can yeah. turn him off. But uh, but yeah, that's cool. I think uh, somebody on Reddit, you know, with a without or within the first couple of days after this patch was saying, uh, oh, you know, it's a nerf to Sombra because you can see Sombra's decloaking voice line even if you even if you can't hear it. Um, but, I mean, my um, sort of response to that is if you're a Zenyatta who's reactively pressing Q when you see the voice line of, of Sombra decloaking just anywhere at all, I think that's on you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but then, yeah, a bunch of other uh, bug fixes for the workshop. Uh, I think a few new features uh, for the workshop, which is nice. Uh, bug fixes for heroes, general skin stuff. Um, then there was a second patch a couple days later with more bug fixes, so that's cool. Um, including one you might have seen again on Reddit um, uh, with Defense Matrix that um, it was acting weird around corners. Supposedly that's fixed now. Um, the amplification matrix um, ought to now properly fix heal or boost healing. Um, yeah, fun stuff like that. <laughs> a, a bug that made it possible to use molten core and hammer at the same time. Because apparently that wow. was a thing. <laughs> and that was too OP, so they fixed Way it. Way too OP. That is so OP. <laughs> Gotta nerf that. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, you'd hope for some balance changes sometime soon, or maybe a 2-2-2 lock in not only Overwatch League, but the actual game. Hmm? I mean, you sort uh, of got to assume that at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's coming in this patch. I mean, there's got to be something big, right? If, the, if there is absolutely nothing but subtitles in this PTR patch, like, you can, there's, you got to put something else in it, right? You can't just have this simple... If this was the only thing that was on the PTR, it would already be live, if you ask me. Um, they, they would just move it to live. It's not, It's like nothing big. So there's got to be something else coming. Owl season roster lock is in five days, July 7th. Uh, Joe, do you think... Um, I, I just have one question for you to relate to this. Uh, who do you think needs to make a, a move the most is it is it a team at the bottom i feel like the teams that need to make the moves the most are the teams just on the cusp uh which yeah, one of those do you think needs, uh, needs i mean philly comes to mind immediately um <laughs> you know as again a philly fan uh, with this roster that's um you know fine 
but also, um, I mean, we're sitting at seven players, uh, notably one of whom who hasn't played. Uh, uh, of course, Fraggy there on the main tank, but um, you, you know, if they want any kind of flexibility um, in the late season, in the postseason, I think that's uh, it's something to think about, especially when your other two, uh, your two-way players with Fusion University are in Korea currently um, competing in contenders. Um, I don't know. They, they, they were, they were the ones who came to mind immediately. Um, yeah, I think Seoul Seoul Dynasty just losing Fissure, um, and I think they just need a, one more piece to maybe just push them over the edge into sort of top tier territory. Right now, they're sitting at eighth overall, so obviously they're one of the better teams. Uh, but I think they want to become one of the best teams, and I think they they still need. They still need some more pieces to do that. Uh, I wonder who you like, add. Yeah, that's a good question. Or, or mean, like what role even? Huh. I mean, I do, I do like Marvel. I think he's a good main tank, but I think you could, I think you could get get a better main tank than Marvel. Um. <laughs> Somebody. Well, yeah. I always just talk about somebody on Reddit, but I do read lots of things on Reddit. Uh, somebody suggested Kaiser, uh, you know, talking about uh, bringing in old yeah. names, uh, bringing yeah. in old names and uh, showing them off on Seoul uh, for the Overwatch League. But uh, that'd be cool to see see Kaiser play. Um, and then, of course, the, the they were worried about the fate of <laughs> of the main tank players from Seoul. Um, yeah. You know whether it was uh, Miro or Fisher or you know now maybe Kaiser having to retire after that, but that'd be cool. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, it, it would be awesome to see Kaiser back. Kaiser is definitely one of my favorite players um, pre Overwatch League and Overwatch. He's super exciting to watch. Uh, it'd be awesome to see him back, and he's he's still doing well over in Korean contenders, especially lately. So, uh, and I still follow him on Twitter, and he's hilarious on Twitter. <laughs> so uh bring him bring him someone someone needs to bring this man in i'll tell you what he's i think i think some teams could definitely use him um do i i, I don't know if you would even start over marvel quite yet though i don't know uh we'll we'll see i don't know what moves these people make I, we i mean we we could talk about picking up players from contenders all day but you could also try to grab somebody from someone's bench or or grab a really good player from a bad team um that that's sort of out of playoff contention or or doesn't want that would rather have money at this point than than one of these really good players i mean uh, that's another option for these teams that that sort of just want want that extra push uh but yeah let's let's speaking of fissure and soul uh he retired uh, just just did not want to play anymore sort of burnt out here uh, but the good thing that came out of this retirement joe is he he immediately became an overwatch journalist slash leaker went on his stream said oh yeah there's there's now that i'm not in the league anymore i can't get in trouble for this one you definitely still can um and he might get in trouble for it because he definitely signed an nda and he definitely um I definitely think that even though he retired, I think that that doesn't matter. Uh, but he he basically just came out and streamed and said, "Yep, two 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 is happening in stage four. 
which is fantastic for us now, Joe, because we get to talk about 222 and how it's happening. But let's let's talk immediate reactions, Joe. A lot of people, they're, they're upset that this is happening um, so late in the season. Such a because this is such a change to the fundamental game of Overwatch in the middle of a season that has been almost the opposite of 222. There's going to be a lot of changes in the standings because of it. Um, I just want to know your thoughts, Joe. What do you What do you think? Are you upset about that? Do you think it's Do you think it's a well needed change? Where Where are you on the top? Yeah, I think the the idea is good, and um. The, you know, in the sense that um, the the idea of changing the game to move away from goats is good. Uh, we'll start with that first. Uh, you know, should that have been done uh, via a balance patch uh, rather than uh, you, you know a, a composition, a forced composition lock? Um, yes, absolutely. That that should have been. Uh, I mean, you know, there was, you know, the quote unquote goats killing patch that didn't really do that uh, I think trying to do um, another one like that hopefully more successfully is, is definitely the way you'd want to go ideally because uh, basically what like, like you mentioned what the 222 lock is doing is just changing like actually changing the rules of the game sometimes when I explain esports to, to people um, you know it's like uh, you know I say you know it's like basketball or football or something but occasionally they can uh, the you know change the rules to to try to make it more fair or whatever because it's uh, you know because like the interactions between heroes and stuff are more complicated but but no this is actually literally changing the rules of the game um, in a way that we haven't seen in you know something like a balance patch and I think uh, that's super drastic and I imagine they in general would want to avoid that uh, you know so it's it's telling that that's what they're going for here. Uh, but then also the timing is, is the other thing. The, yeah, I think trying to do it before uh, stage four and then presumably the playoffs, I think, is like one of the worst times to do it, honestly. Um, again, because it is such a big change uh, it, and because it has the potential to, um, you know, really change up. Um, you know what teams have been good and that sort of thing. I mean, even if even if you put it in mid-season, uh, like if you put it in for stage three, like it was rumored, I mean that's that's a little bit better. Uh, if you wait for the playoffs, then you then you risk um, you know playoff syndrome like we got with with Philly and London last year. Um, but but so yes, I think a change was needed. Granted, there's sort of been a little bit of experimenting with change already this stage. Um, but you know that these these teams uh, could have known ahead of time and probably did know. Um, for a good deal ahead of time that this 222 is coming so this could be uh, you know almost a, a, a meta meta shift um, by, by some of these teams you know into into more somber based compositions you know in response to this news um, but uh, yeah so I think yes a change from Ghost was necessary uh, I, I would rather they didn't do it in such a sweeping way and if they had to do it in such a sweeping way, this was like the worst possible time to pick. <laughs> that being said, though, I mean it is gonna, uh, it's gonna be interesting to watch, and it's there's gonna be lots of changes and lots of things to talk about, and and lots of um, like even new things to consider again based on these restrictions. I mean, 
So that's that's something at least, because I mean, yeah. uh, I, I can I can envision <laughs> uh, stage four being our first stage like ever, uh, with Brig it's like zero percent pick rate. I can absolutely yeah. see that happening. Yeah, I mean, like you've said, Mati has said like Brig is not good if she is only one of two supports. So I I agree with you. I doubt we see her played. Uh, but yeah, as far as my vision of like a perfect Overwatch League season meta is this is in a world where we don't have a meta that's like as bad as goats. I think metas, I think goats, I, I personally enjoy goats. I totally see why they're doing this because the viewership is just dipping um, and you'll see, I mean, there are still fans there. You'll see, like, during big games, uh, like, when Valiant upset Vancouver, like, the viewership immediately was going during that match, went back up to, like, 130,000. Like, there are people who are willing to watch it and and want to watch it when it's a big match like that, but I think there are a bunch of viewers who are like, I just want to see DPS because a majority of the players in in the overwatch player base want to play dps and they like playing dps and they want to see it that they want to learn from it uh so it makes sense it absolutely makes sense that they're doing it viewership is going down it's a young league they don't want people to just quit the league quit watching the league forever just because this year was awful because this is one of the first seasons you have to you have to give a good impression obviously uh, so it, I think they're kind of in panic mode and they're, they're doing it because of that. Uh, but back back to my perfect vision of, of Overwatch League is, is, is a league sort of where um, we have we have one meta for two stages and then we we, ch- we change things up for the second half of the season. I, I don't think my perfect one is we have a meta that's enjoyable and ever growing uh, throughout the entire season because, I it feels so cheap when things get changed and then all of a sudden especially last year I mean last year was the worst I think I think the worst timing could have been going into the playoffs Joe instead of instead of going into stage four at least we have a full stage I mean last year the meta changed literally right before playoffs and all of a sudden the seating didn't matter because uh here here are the Philadelphia Fusion and one Spitfire who were f- absolutely fantastic in that last meta there in the playoffs and that's the reason why they made the championship um and that feels cheap and that feels weird to me that all of a sudden these two teams who were like middle of the pack literally because they're 12 teams uh at five and six are all of a sudden like these insane powerful teams just because uh the developers just changed the game all of a sudden um it feels cheap to me i don't like it um, I don't like it. I, I like rewarding teams who who uh, have been dominating all season, like Shock, Titans, and then also rewarding teams who are able to change the meta up, like it's happening right now with Somber Goats and LA Valiant and all these teams who have been able to finally overthrow them by sort of changing things up, switching things up, and evolving the meta. Um, but in the end, uh, absolutely screw Goats, and uh, this, this was... The the best way to do it in my opinion uh was a 222 lock so uh it's a it's a tough topic to talk about and meta changes is 
a tough topic to talk about. But yeah, it, we're going to be seeing some new teams on top here, Joe. I I really think we will. I'd be surprised if we did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is which is sad because it just feels like it, it's gonna feel like a completely different season all of a sudden, and we're just like, oh, these this, these these teams are good now, and these teams aren't as good now, and what's happening? Uh, I do like to see it just naturally evolve, like it is now. I think this is a perfect example this stage, uh, but you could maybe blame that sort of on people finding out the 222 lock's going to happen so a lot of teams deciding to roll with different compositions here um so yeah uh anything else to talk about 222 wise joe uh i mean i'm sure we'll be talking about it a lot <laughs> uh, yeah going um, into i mean you were talking before the show at some point um during the mid-stage break we'll do a, a whole thing where we'll go through all the teams and try to figure out who wins and who loses with these uh changes but yeah, yeah. i i kind of want our power rankings to be reflective of like mostly stage three uh and then we can go we can have like a full two 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 episode where we're like okay but here's here's maybe what i think's gonna change up in stage four now that we we're gonna have a two 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 lock i just want to like go over who's gonna be good who's not oh yeah sort of because that's a big change um but yeah uh let's move on to our next piece of news toronto has signed logic's mangachu we mentioned it earlier in the show um obviously a lot of changes happening at once joe even compared to the florida mayhem earlier um but overall in the future how do you let's talk near future first do you think this propels them to the wild card at all joe and then tell me like next season going in is this is this a better roster overall and do you like the changes um i mean so i've sort of already said um i I like the initiative at least um from toronto to uh, make the changes again hopefully it's um, actually successful but i think it definitely has the potential to be i mean we've seen um how good logic is we've seen how good mangachu is um good solid picks um and again with with some of their uh with their tank duo also they got from Montreal rebellion apparently that's where logic what logics was before um uh, was also Montreal rebellion uh, so using their own talent that's awesome um and promoting these people specifically that's cool um like looking ahead to stage four they're gonna have a relatively easy stage four um kind of i mean in that they play washington and florida twice um i mean you can't ask for much better than that yeah um but yeah so uh you, you know as far as let's see where is they uh where are they on the season standings um i mean near the bottom we said bottom five but um yeah for to get from 17th to 12th uh i mean right now that's a, only a difference of one win uh, so, so I suppose it's possible they're gonna have to have a, a a similar stage to stage one though you know four and three five and two um, maybe sneak in the bottom there but uh, beyond that I think that's about you know the extent of uh, your really good hopes for for Toronto uh, for this season uh, but yeah next season uh, I mean if they can get uh, a, a super um, you know good amount of consistency with this roster. Um, 
because again, there's been lots of changes, you know, throughout the season uh, on Toronto. Unlike, for example, a team like New York last season, with uh, I seem to recall, didn't change really much at all. Uh, I think that'll that'll help, uh, you know, pull them together even more as we go. Yeah, uh, two two super talented players. I think great for the future. Uh, with that easy stage four, though, that. That might be an easy way into this wild card. Do I think they're going to make it through the wild card tournament into the top eight? No, I don't think they're good enough, but it's possible for them to make the wild card for sure. Uh, but I, I do like these changes. Um, and the Jonax skin has been released, um, and it's 200 tokens. It's only available till July 14th. So if you want that beautiful octopus jonak mvp skin uh you better go grab it you got two about two weeks here so um and only 200 tokens too um i've i've definitely accumulated 200 tokens at this point uh through watching so i'll I'll use that um let's talk atlanta homestand joe um, exciting. This is our second homestand ever for Overwatch League. The second home game. I wonder if they'll say the second home game as they're like <laughs> Dallas was like, this is the first home game. Will Atlanta be like the second home game? Yeah, I don't know. That'd be kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the match of the week is Toronto Atlanta. So is that officially the match of the week? Are they calling it that? Yeah. Yeah. It looks back at the article. And it is on ABC. So that's cool. Um, it's on national television. Um, so hopefully it's, I, I, I think this will be the first match that isn't a 4-0, Joe. First match of the week that oh, yeah. isn't a 4-0. Um, I think these two teams are pretty, pretty good. Uh, but let's go into picking our matches. Last week we both got three, right? We both went three and one. Yep. Uh, so I'm still beating you by four. four? Yep. Okay. So Joe, Joe's still got to come back here. And we've got some easy ones this week, uh, but that's only because, uh, I guess we have just the one easy one, I guess, that's like super easy, or maybe two, but uh, only because uh, we want to try to get one for each of the eight teams that's going to Atlanta. So that's what that's about. Yeah. Um, and the eight teams, like Joe mentioned earlier, are most of them aren't good. Um <laughs> But we do have one really good team there, and that's the New York Excelsior. They face Florida Mayhem in the first match. Uh, New York's going to win, Joe. That's my <laughs> prediction. What uh, Do you predict Florida? Because <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. It's a pretty hot take. Um, I mean, yeah, there's not much else we can say about that. Um, yeah, definitely given that one uh, to New York in that matchup. Yes. Oh, speaking of, we should mention the times because um, it is much earlier than Overwatch League usually is. That's uh, true. It's yeah, it's at eight thirty Pacific, uh, eight thirty a.m. Yeah, a.m. on Saturday and eleven thirty Eastern. So so a little bit earlier than than usual for sure. And then half an hour later on Sunday, noon Eastern and nine Pacific. Yeah, um, I think. I think the Europeans are going to like that a lot. <laughs> um, that's for sure. There's a very EU, Euro-friendly uh, schedule true. here. Because then it's like early or late afternoon for them, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's like late. Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah late late afternoon and into the night. Um, 
But yeah, then we so what's the next match we're picking? The match of the week, Toronto Atlanta. So yeah. this one's a good this one's a tough one. Yeah, this uh, is like but, an actually close match. <laughs> yeah, both both teams 0 and 5. We better hope we don't have the same pick here. Um both teams 0 and 5 this stage so far. Having terrible stages, not looking good at all lately. Um ah, who is going to I'm going to go Ooh, I'm gonna go Atlanta. No, I'm gonna go Toronto. <laughs> Despite Atlanta being at home, this one's this one's so hard. I just keep going back and forth. Despite Toronto be or Atlanta being at home, I do like Toronto's roster changes lately, and I think I do think they have a better roster now. Even though they might not be synergized fully quite yet, I still like Toronto a little bit better. And my man, my main man, gods. I'm gonna go Toronto on this one, Joe. Okay, so yeah, so that is a hot take. Um, yeah. <laughs> unlike the other one um, yeah because yeah, I, I think for me it's going to be really hard to, to bet against Atlanta at home uh, The Atlanta at home and then um, sort of before the show I was it's kind of sad that this is where we are but I was looking through um, their losses and comparing their losses to this stage because <laughs> uh, again both teams 0-5 uh, you know I mean Atlanta's the team that's lost to uh, to San Francisco in five maps, to Shanghai in five maps, to Philly in five maps. I mean, uh, the, you know, it's it's close. Um, I mean, that's about all you can say, uh, you know, positively for this team this stage. But, um, but yeah, being on a home stage and um, with an opponent that's uh, more appropriate to where they are, I think uh, it, it'll it'll be it'll be decently close. I think, but uh, like three one or three two maybe, but. Uh, but yeah, I'm giving it to Atlanta this one. All right, that makes sense. Um, next day, the first match: Philadelphia Fusion versus Shanghai Dragons. This should be another good one uh, between two teams still still fighting. I mean, Shanghai basically just has to win one game this weekend to to clinch. I feel like, um, but Shanghai looking looking obviously amazing philadelphia fusion want to squeeze into that stage playoffs again make it back in there um but i'm gonna go shanghai here uh i think they're a much better team than philadelphia and this this should be an easy one for them uh let's see where'd he go there we go okay um yeah so i am also going shanghai here uh the, the, i think I think they are going to get the win. Uh, I think would would it be cool if, uh, like I said, I think Philly needs two four O's uh, to like guarantee uh, guarantee a, a, a playoff spot. And would it be cool if that happens? Absolutely. Um, but I'm not convinced that it will. Uh, you know, even if people drive down from Pennsylvania to Georgia, it's uh, <laughs> it's not going to help so much. Um, yeah. I think against the Shanghai squad, this looks this looks really nice this stage. Yeah. Um... Shanghai, too good. Uh, next game, Washington Justice, Guangzhou Charge, which the lovely viewers of ESPN2 get to see a fantastic matchup, right, Joe? Uh, oh, yeah. Two great teams. Best match of the week. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Guangzhou Charge is going to win. Uh, easy. Joe. <laughs> I mean, pretty much, yeah. This is, uh, like I said, it's some of them were easier this week, but uh, yeah, this is, you got to go to give it to Guangzhou. I mean, this is the Washington Justice with what one win or two wins all stage, all two wins all season. Yeah, um, yeah, not really much you can say about that. 
nope. Uh, and over, <laughs> overall, the Atlantic is awful. If you look at like the uh, uh, overall standings right now, uh, out of the top 12 teams right now, there are th- three teams from the Atlantic. Fusion, Fusion, Spitfire, Excelsior. Out of the top 12 teams, Joe. Yeah. Well, and last season it was the opposite. That Atlantic yeah. was just dominating. But Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. That's that's great. Nine of the twelve teams currently that would be competing for playoff spots are Pacific teams. That's that's crazy. That's you only <laughs> you only have one team in the Pacific that is currently in that bottom of the standings, and that's Guangzhou Charge. So um, they're not even they they could easily just all of a sudden be top twelve because they're seven and twelve as well. So. Um, Pacific, good division. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're gonna end the show on here. Uh, social media wise, if you if you want to follow our personal twitters, mine is at jwgeorgeiv. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I N C. We have a show Twitter at on the flank show. You can go see uh, Joe's fantastic graphics on there. We got uh, our our picks every week, our MVPs every week, all that stuff. Uh, our email is on the flank show at gmail.com. Email us any topic you'd like us to talk about. You can also tweet at us if you'd like. You're listening to this in one way. If you'd like to listen to it in a different way, we're at on the flank.podbean.com on your internet browser. We're also on YouTube, my YouTube channel. It's John George. Best way to find it's via my Twitter. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. And we are on Google Play. Have a nice week and uh, enjoy that Atlanta homestand.